Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crimps and con artists. We don't like these people and it shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction and mock them mercilessly. Take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. Well, hey Jack, uh, long time no speak. How are the kids going, mate? What? Well, yeah, I'm just checking to see how you are. I just got back from this awesome holiday in the Maldives, man. Oh, man, the fish there is so fresh. The water's so clear. Okay. Yeah, I've just been killing it recently. I mean, I started my own business. Can you believe it? Mm. It feels so good to be my own boss. I am halfway to East Street, man. I don't believe that or you, Joe. Yeah, uh, how's work for you? I've been looking for some really keen, hardworking types who really just want to kick ass in the coming year, you know, like it. What do you reckon? Joel, don't fuck me around. Nah, nah, it's great. It's legit. It's passive income. It's super easy. Do you want in? I can send you the details. <laughs> You've never been to the Maldives, have you, mate? Please buy some of these skincare products, Joe. Ah, multi-level marketing. It's yeah. a scourge on society that reduces people into pestering their friends and families to prop up their ill-fated pyramid scams. A machine where cash goes in and only sadness comes out. We've all been touched by it, and if you haven't, you surely will soon. Old friends messaging you with bullshit copy-and-paste sales scripts, pretending to give a fuck about your life, and then trying to hawk you some shitty products. And more importantly, a bullshit dream of getting a lot of cash for doing very little on the backs of others, not realising, of course, that you are their immediate other. Their mark. Mm-hmm. Funny that. Yep. See, I never went to the Maldives. I actually spent the entire holiday period trying to sell skin cream covered activewear <laughs> at about a 300% markup. See, multi-level marketing or direct sales, if you're in the game, mm. is more than just an annoying hobby. It's a scam and it's a cult. People who have seen their loved ones fall into this trap often witness their financial and social downfall as they sit on thousands of dollars of overpriced <laughs> shit in their garage they cannot move and frantically harass anyone that will listen about their doomed to failure business opportunity. <laughs> Over 99% of people fail at multi-level marketing. I think we did the first like year or so. And the money that goes in just goes straight to the top of the pyramid. Yes, it does, Joel. Uh, look, it is a pyramid scheme. Or as the Simpsons once famously said, uh, it's a trapezoid. No, yes, it's not a pyramid, but a trapezoid. It's a pyramid. Run by soulless grifters. We are, and we're going to get into that later. But for now, we need to check in on the political wasteland that formed the past week of our lives in the Conditional Release Program's Weekly News. <laughs> Kicking off the news this week, on Saturday, seriously pilled lunatics gathered as one or maybe ten around the capital cities in the millions march against mandatory vaccination. I watched a bit of the live streaming, Joel, and in Sydney, they would have been flat out getting a couple of hundred together to stamp their feet and protest about something that's not actually happening nor planned to happen. Like reality, mass was never the anti-vaxxers' strong suit. Now, you gutsed out the live stream longer than ever I could, Joel. What the fuck are these people on about now? Named after the Million Marga March because pilled Australians have zero originality, the numbers expected are unsurprisingly <laughs> unlikely to add up to one million. Nah, Despite well, sure, this, <laughs> We will see various anti-lockdown truth seekers taking a moment away from their truthy pursuits to inflate numbers and self-congratulate for going to a park 
with a sign on a Saturday. <laughs> top job, guys. Top fucking job. Well, and while this rally well, is being well, held well. in a time where the plague is taking a sabbatical, it is still incredibly stupid to be attending this rally. And no, not for public health reasons. I don't give a fuck if these people catch COVID. It's because the entire premise is stupid. Fucking <laughs> dumb. The COVID, COVID vaccine isn't mandatory. It's as not simple mandatory. as that. And while not you know, mandatory, maybe Qantas will give you shit for getting on a plane. But you know what? I don't want to sit next to you, playground. Fucking get off anyway. <laughs> it's just a way of filtering idiots out of fucking society, and I fully endorse it. The, the millions who've received it so far are fine, contrary Correct. to yes. the bullshit factory these fuckheads make up. All these nonsense about how the initial nurse who got it died and all this sort of bullshit. There's no microchips. The death mm. numbers that anti-vaxxers bring to the table are transparently fake. And they're using the fucking vaccine adverse event reporting system, which basically anyone can add to. So anti-vaxxers have taken to it like flies on shit. They're just, just adding a whole bunch of mm. random dead people to it. So they go, look. Look, Look, there's dead people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the proof? Oh, it's. Uh, I took a screenshot. I believe That's everything genius. I read on the internet. Yeah. Oh, and it's just so annoying because there was this small period of time where that was almost true, and it's just oh, these cunts ruin everything. Anyway, look, the COVID vaccine is not mandatory, and that's it. It no. probably should be, but that's it. Now, the people who thrive on this are the involuntary, uh, the Informed Medical Options Party, the IMOP. And this yes. guy, absolute genius in the live stream, <laughs> covered in IMOP merch, goes up and his main point, his, and he was so happy to be saying this, was that they didn't seem to be getting heckled as much as usual from people on the street and passers-by. <laughs> not the being public, abused, not being uh, yeah. abused, not having things thrown at them as much. That's a victory. Yeah. Does that maybe tell you something? Maybe you're on the wrong side of history. It's a small battle in 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 the way in the waging of the war. Yeah. It's just so embarrassing. What is fucking wrong with these people? Anyway, look, the fact that he's aware (laughs) of the fact that they are hated by the public, but he's just relieved that it seems to be decreasing. (laughs) Just tickles me fucking beautifully. Yeah. It's just so funny. But look. This is the usual kind of shit they come up with. They're fucking just, you know, they're just oblivious to what's going on. But the weather, the mm. weather really pulled in for the Beautiful kids. Beautiful day. It was meant to be raining. And the, the sun came out of the skies like some sort of divine intervention because they literally think that. They think, <laughs> and several of them said this, that the weather cleared up because God is on their side. <laughs> and like, look, what God even? I mean, like, just anyway. But look, I think it was a decent turnout. You disagree. You reckon uh, it was a couple yeah. hundred. Oh, I man. reckon it was a couple thousand. I saw a few people there. I don't know. They were kept on talking about how there was heaps of people there, which is the first sign there's not many people there because mm-hmm. that insecure, like, you know, oh, no, you're not fat. You're looking great. That's <laughs> like a first sign that you're like 10 kilos overweight. This, this is my life right now, by the way. Yeah, diet's not working. So essentially, the, like the signs there sucked. There are tons of signs about COVID being a hoax, usual dead brain shit. Have the government's full of pedos, of course, baseless, but why not? And it's just all this QAnon, Q adjacent crap. But heaps oh, of signs. About, 
the future of the children. Like, like, it's, like they're just basically using the children as a legitimacy shield for this like malignant cause they're on. And there's tons of kids around, and they're not wearing any fucking sunscreen because they don't believe in sunscreen. <laughs> Look, they're all yeah, fucking sunburnt. I just want to issue a warning to our listeners, uh, particularly if they have children. These children uh, that are turning up at the protests, uh, they are infectious mills of preventable disease. Uh, I wouldn't let your kids anywhere near them. They're bound to be sort of cesspits of malaria <laughs> and death. And yeah. <laughs> so keep your kids away from them. Yeah, there's not enough acronyms to describe the kind of disease these kids are harboring. But <laughs> they, they got these little playgrounds to do speeches on the on little stage oh, they made, that little soapbox, and they're clearly written by their pill parents. Oh. Like, it's these usual crappy lines, but with that, like, oh, it's a it's kid. A, it's a kid who's an nice? anti-vaxxer. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that kid's definitely an anti-vaxxer because mum is forcing them to be one. <laughs> so that's charming. You know, get them young, Lovely. I suppose. Yeah. Now, there's always going to be some random lunatics around. One random guy was just going around yelling that government is slavery. Like, okay, cool. What? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It's just it's just a nonsensical statement. But the thing is, people love that sort of shit at these rallies because they're <laughs> fucking morons. So you know, they it just oh man, they, they, these people really are not sending their best. So speeches were of course really esoteric and weird. Mm. Lots of vague claims and misinformation. Lots of calls to action yes. and laced with spirituality and religion. Uh, mm. One of my favourite absolute spanners of the day based her whole speech around saying that lockdowns don't work because she was in France and the lockdown didn't work. Now, there's no sense of irony here. She's just standing there at a fucking public rally in a place that's used lockdowns to get cases down to basically zero. And somehow all these maskless freedom lovers (laughs) who are doing whatever the fuck they want because of the policies that have enacted this. And, oh, but in France it didn't work. How do you make that link in your head? How do you like walk and the crowd is loving it? They're cheering and it's like, what are you talking about? And this was mm. this other thing I really enjoyed. And I, I saw my friend uh, Tom Ellis last night and I told him this because he's a scientist and uh, I just love the, the it's just such a beautiful thing that he hates scientists, loves science, but hates scientists. Yeah, and the crowd was like, oh, yeah, scientists. Fuck let's, scientists. Let's, let's bring one out right now. Let's tear yeah. his lab coat off him and rip into it. Set him on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you like fire now, science bitch? Science, yeah. science is great, but scientists, yeah. no. The worst. I mean, so, yeah. So I just, I can't rationalize that in my head. Yeah. And it's that one of those things well, like, you know. No, there is no rationalizing I, in any sensible person's head. I think the guy was a doctor too. I think he's like, Got a doctorate. It's they're handing yes. out like fucking lollies these days. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just it us. absolutely just absolutely just baffles me to think that these people have any kind of self respect. So obviously these people are the general intellectual dregs of society. They're saying things <laughs> like the vaccine changes your DNA and just all this complete misinformation. They either are too stupid to know is like completely false, or they know it's false but it sounds good. And you know what? Like, all is fair in love and war. Like, as if this is some sort of war. Anyway, look, I must say, watching the live stream and just doing a bit of people watching, it does seem like these people are quite nice. They seem like the kind of people that form a village and probably give you, a, you know, a cup of fucking salt if you needed it across the road or something, you know. Like, But they're just really, really pilled. Yeah. And, you know, like, 
And they think they're doing the right thing. But that's how cults work. You've got this crowd of lunatics fueled by a misplaced sense of benevolent public duty, and they're just doing their best to, well, unfortunately, stop society from progressing, mm. which in their minds is a good thing. You can't have progress. It's scary and dangerous. So basically, these idiots have gathered in various locations around Australia. The real kicker here is the first campaign speech of one Pete Evans. Yes. (laughs) We'll be looking at that later and what will inevitably be a huge week in old politician Pete's life. Huge week, Joel. If it had horns and a lot of fucking hair, I'd call it mammoth. But in other news, there's been movement, a great bowel Mm. movement, a great Mm. torrent of shit spray in our favourite lawsuits, the Dominion and Smartmatic suits, companies mm. in the voting machine business who are far from happy with the lies and liars that portrayed their core business as a Venezuelan shit show that could see an eight-year-old kid with some bad intent to fill its head screwdriver become the President of the United States. Oh. Probably a dramatic improvement of the status quo, but that's another story for another time. Well, we may need to just change this segment to lawsuit news because <laughs> the litigation show Freud is about to shift heavily Pivot directly into the Trump family's yeah. straight through the front door. Oh, absolutely, you're about to get uh, a game of golf, except Donald Trump's head is the ball <laughs> because old Donald is under constant legal fire from the south, left, right, and center. Since he has left office, mostly the left are coming after him, and he's given them a million excuses. Oh, yeah. He has accepted, according to the Daily Beast and several news uh, news outlets at this point, that he's basically going to spend the rest of his life battling civil suits and eating KFC, <laughs> but he didn't say that. Uh, the latest in the line of lawsuits is from Benny Thompson, uh, a Mississippi Democrat, who also named in the suit great company such as Rudy Giuliani, the mm. Oath Keepers, as a, just a sort of general group, and the Proud Boys. Oh, they're nasty. Mm. Yeah. Couldn't think of uh, better people to sue. I don't think they've got any fucking money, though, to be honest. Maybe, like, they can just pay in guns. But <laughs> I just I don't really know how you serve a group like this. Like, you just sort of rock up to their clubhouse and give them the subpoena. But uh, I do think that it's it's good to hold them to account because they have been absolute pests recently. Oh, and worse uh, pests. Yeah. And they're getting away with it. And I don't like it. Yes, the suit relies on the idea that these idiots violated an old law from 1871, the Ku Klux Klan Act, when they attempted to halt the certification of Joe Biden's 2020 win. And I quote, The lawsuit alleges that Trump and Giuliani violated the Ku Klux Klan Act, which was passed in 1871 in response to KKK violence and intimidation, preventing members of Congress in the South during Reconstruction, the post-Civil War period, from carrying out their constitutional duties. A press release announcing the lawsuit said the statute was intended specifically to protect against conspiracies. Sounds about right. I mean, I don't really know what kind of damages this is going to result in and the real, you know, sort of black letter of the law, but it sounds pretty good. Ku Klux Klan Act. I mean, (laughs) the Proud Boys. Fuck you, Oath Keepers. Yeah, okay. Not white supremacist group. Okay, cool. Mm. Tell me more. But at the end of the day, it looks like Trump, a man who has been begging to be sued over the last four years, is getting his come up and rather quickly. It's only been a month since he left office, and he's just getting fucked on. And this is an asshole. This is a bully who has used courtrooms to harass and intimidate his business, political, and personal foes over the course of his entire life. Do not feel any sympathy for this fucking cockroach. He has abused the legal system to fuck with people using his giant wealth that he got from dad forever. (laughs) So no sympathy. He's fucking scum. Now, this, this is great, though. 
MSNBC host Joe Scarborough has been discussing civil action against Trump as for some bizarre reason and, you know, in very Trumpian style. He was saying repeatedly and apparently baselessly that Joe had murdered one of his staffers back when he was in Congress. He certainly did hint at that, claim. yes. Yeah, not great, not great. So it seems like a pretty open and shut defo slander case, but here's the catch. Mm, Trump might moment. be too busy to sue. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got to, you've got to fit in his schedule. So... <laughs> Joe has said he's waiting to see how many lawsuits come up against Trump to see if it's worth bothering with. <laughs> so where you've got people who have a fairly clear line at a few million dollars in damages, but they're mulling over whether to pick at your meatless corpse <laughs> after this post-potus feeding frenzy, you've got to start looking at how much a gold-plated toilet seat is going to go on eBay. Because, yeah. Otherwise, maybe consider selling Baron Trump to the Saudis. Uh, well, I don't know what you get for Baron. Uh, I don't reckon a whole lot. But anyway, in Dominion News, the other bloke that has been begging to be sued, Mike Lindell, <laughs> is about to have a very, very shitty year. Lindell, yeah. after making his bizarre docu-movie, Absolute Proof, which we covered in last week's show, is being sued imminently. Yeah. Uh, Lindell has claimed that this is a blessing, not a curse, as he gets the power of discovery to pour over Dominion's paperwork to see if his claims hold water. And this is the thing. I think he actually believes his own bullshit. It's not the pale that this guy, who's clearly a grifter, is also a complete rube that just believes whatever he reads <laughs> on the internet. I mean... He's got this sort of confidence you only find in American businessmen, and he thinks he's just going to blow the whole thing wide open. And he won't, of course. Mm. He's going to need a lot more absolute, absolute proof. proof if he's going to survive this lawsuit. <laughs> and, and he won't. And Trump wannabe right. lawyer Ellen Wood, who's been begging to be sued, is now begging for money. He only mm-hmm. found Christ two and a half years ago, but uh, speaks like he's been thumping a Bible all his life. How's he getting on, Joe? Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, Linwood is having a shit of a time. Um, his Bible thumping is highly reminiscent of a man who's seeing a career change come up and thinks televangelism could work for me, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Or even a fucking grifter. But as far as we know, his family's still not speaking to him, oh, and he's no. moved to North Carolina to basically... To. No, no, fuck no. After he doxed his son. <laughs> After he doxed his son. Uh, put his bloody email address in his Telegram post saying, oh, my son's not talking to me, but maybe if you send him an email and encourage him to talk to me, maybe he'll come around. And then basically turned around and went, oh, that was a mistake. Can you please stop sending him emails? He's upset. <laughs> Whoa, Whoa. What a surprise. So he's fled Georgia to North Carolina because... Funnily enough, he's made some very important people in the state very upset with him. Very, very cranky. Very yes. upset. The Bar Society there are trying to get him struck off. Mm. Pretty reasonable. And his bizarre decision to represent Sidney Powell in a lawsuit he's about to be a defendant in just just blows my fucking brain. <laughs> it's a real mind-boggler. It's a real mind-boggler. Speak, speaking of Sidney Powell, the law woman who said she was going to release the Kraken but never actually did. How's she getting on, Joel? How's she travelling? Well, she's probably not sleeping very well. But uh, you see, Dominion recently sued the truth giver, Sydney Powell, for $1.3 billion, And Smartmatic has now sued for $2.7. So that's really adding up. If she has a Kraken on hand, that would be- I'd say now is a really good time to release <laughs> right. it. Now, that's a tidy $4 billion she's on the line for. And at times like this, she'd be wise to have a feel down the back of the couch just, just to see what's there. Yes, well, she should do that while she has a couch because <laughs> that thing is going on fucking eBay. She is getting liquidated, but maybe it's going to go on Facebook Marketplace. Well, speaking of Facebook, Joel, it looks like uh, they turned uh, they turned Australia off uh, on yes. Thursday. The news ban. Big news. Facebook but hilariously news enough, 
I can't find any news on it because I can't get news on Facebook. <laughs> I only get my news from yeah. Facebook. Well, of course, the, the tragic thing is that a great many people do, particularly young people. But, yes, uh, they turned it all yep. off on Thursday. They did, they did. And oh, it's very, very funny. People on Telegram are saying how this is what it feels like to be a conservative because, you know, <laughs> like we're getting silenced all the time. But realistically what's happening, this is like a huge, huge goal for them because – Mainstream media can't be posted on Facebook anymore, so their misinformation posts can't be debunked by fake news mm. readily saying, here's the reason why you're a fucking idiot. Here's the receipts. Yeah. So pill lunatics are just going to have a field day with this. Like, they're just speaking unopposed now. So thanks, Facebook. You've once again radicalized everyone. <laughs> but idiot, one thing that I really liked, and I don't think they had the foresight or the general sort of nows to know this is incredibly funny, but news has been banned from Facebook. But in further proof that Avi Yemeni is not a journalist, Rebel News has not been banned from Facebook under the <laughs> no, news ban. No, and they've got no, news no. in their name. But Facebook just doesn't think you're news. Guess what? No one else thinks you're news either, you agitated fox. So we're banned on the news. But Craig Kelly's fine. Facebook, famous for screaming before they can't moderate their platform, they turn news off overnight. The fireys are gone. The charities are gone. The Liberal government, who are just famous for not consulting with anyone that legislation impacts, appears to have delivered a real turd to the House. And Labor, the fucking spineless cowards, have completely surrendered and supported the bill, probably terrified of the fucking Daily Telegraph at the next election, which is going to slash them anyway. It's just torture. It's like it's the biggest bootlicking move. Like, I'm sorry, but you're always going to get slapped by the Telegraph. They consider it sport. So after it sailed through the House, they had the temerity to say the government should amend the bill. You should have amended the bill, you spineless fucking cowards. You should have actually consulted with tech companies as opposed to rushing this dog shit fucking bill through. Look, I have another way of looking at this, Joe. Look, the government's bill might be so bad that it looks like it was written by a room full of bonobos, a chain to typewriters, but, and here's the big but, this looks a lot like the shenanigans of music share websites 20 years ago. Google did, but they always do, pay up rather than have a blue. Zuckerberg, on the other hand, pressed the big red button in his uh, office which said, unfriend Australia and on cue, 20 greasy men in their underpants turned a great big wheel, pushing this country to the edge of internet oblivion. Mm. A charity's government and non-government info services during a fucking pandemic, if you don't mind, were all shut down. Support and advocacy groups too. Not bad from a company that spent much of the last 10 years saying they can't control or curate what was on their fucking websites. We can't get rid of the Nazis because we just don't have the cash and the wherewithal to do the editorial. It's not as simple as the old days of swiping musicians' IP for nothing. But the fact remains you have to pay for fucking content. Journalism isn't cost-free. It costs a lot of money, in fact, and the big tech companies have been getting a pass for a fucking long time. At least sit down with the government and negotiate Zuckerberg and get on with it. And that's our cue to get on with it too. Get on with this. It's the Betfair Trump punters, and they're looking like they've been picked up and thrust into a world of shit just quietly. Our friends in the Betfair Trump Punters Fraud Exposed group are still posting some serious copium. It's an absolute hotbed of conspiratorial bullshit because since putting their entire life savings on a high odds bet after the votes were actually <laughs> counted, and then, of course, bizarrely, money demanding back. their money back. Money from the back. 
<laughs> there was election fraud. Oh, Trump's still in office. It's a fucking, you know, it's all bullshit. So it takes a real stretch at this point to justify their belief that it's simply a matter of time before the whole thing's blown out of the water and they get their winnings. And one of the ways that they've justified this in their bizarre pill-addled minds is that Joe Biden is working from a movie set, which has been built and designed by Castle Rock Entertainment. <laughs> like, you know, the one with the lighthouse logo. It's so bizarre. They just randomly chose Castle Rock Entertainment. Like, did they pick it out of a hat? <laughs> the set, I tell you what, the production designer's done a wonderful job at the Oval Office. It's I mean, it, it, really it's not very, bad. very compelling. Yeah. It's very good. But these guys are so fucking predictable. It's always a body double. They're always at Gitmo. Yeah. And there's always a fucking film set involved. The moon landing, Biden, it's always a film set. <laughs> Crisis actors, just get a new gimmick, fucking dipshits. But that's the state of the Telegram group, the Facebook group, much funnier, less sad, in my opinion, at least. You see, the group on Facebook has just turned into a slinging match of trolls laughing at their misfortune <laughs> and their piecework attempts to defend their bizarre position. It's low-hanging fruit, sure, but they really do seem to be enjoying just sticking the boot in and just having a go. I get the feeling. And do we think some of the trolls might be listeners of ours, Joel? We might have directed it's, them there. It's quite plausible. Now, do not mention the show oh God, no, while please. fucking with these people. We will get death threats. To guarantee that we'll get death threats. So do it uh, under the guise of maybe working for Betfair. Only because if you that's feel a thing. like you must. Yes. Yes, because it is pretty funny. See, it is fun to watch, uh, especially if one of the punters accuses someone who clearly doesn't work for Betfair for <laughs> working for Betfair. Like as if part of Betfair's grand plan is to send a bunch of undercover operatives into in the face. In a thrall of big punt. Shit. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Big punts fucking with us again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks, genius. So this is, of course, usual sort of paranoid thinking. But it's quite, it's quite it's clever. So essentially Betfair send these undercover operatives to lower morale in the ranks and make them think that maybe their open and shut class action lawsuit will fail, maybe they'll give up. But no, 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 no. No, they're not listening to any of these Betfair operatives. They know better. Who don't exist. Strong case here. Mm. They can get their money. God is on their side. Mm. That's why the weather's so nice today. It's too fucking hot today. It seems like about 10 people are still paying attention to the Facebook page, and about seven of them are there to take the piss out of them. But the (laughs) Betfair Trump Pundus Fraud Exposed Group and this segment in the podcast are on borrowed time. Yes, it's starting to get a little bit sort of mm. dire and just sort of sad and boring. The class action is clearly never going to make it to a courtroom and most of the people involved are starting to know it. The bizarre ringleader of this Finton Dunn is desperately holding on to relevance, but there's only so much you can do to drag this out. Look him up. He's a very... It's just the whole, everything about this. Yeah, very, very strange human being. They, they are still holding out for March 4th, but after that, I think that's it. Most of them are going to yeah. uh, pack up and move on. And by pack up, I mean sell their homes. Poor bastards. Poor stupid bastards. Yeah, we will keep you posted, as is our duty. But I think this story is coming to a close, a very sad, defeated close. have to agree, but uh, it's time to move on to a segment that strips away, denudes important topics and leaves them shivering in their underpants while we get out the anal probes and get right up them and stay up them until we get some fucking answers. That's right, listeners. Mm. It's time to have a look up the jacksy of the multi-level marketing industry in our deeper dive. I've got to open this one with a cowardly disclaimer. I've known and loved and still do many people who've been involved with MLMs, uh, including family members. This is not a direct attack on you. I absolutely fuck, promise. 
Um, some people just like a product and sell it for a bit of cash. This was a this is a boy, um, and uh, or maybe they run a salon or store or something where they stock the products. You know, so a few little things here and there. That's not evil. What we're going into is we're going into the cult side of MLM, the cult of selling dreams. Yes, Joe, we know you hang out with lunatics, but I don't want to bar this nonsense. <laughs> Multi-level marketing companies are pyramid schemes that manipulate, deceive, and ultimately do anything they can to relieve you of your hard-earned cash. Yes, this is true. They use some pretty scummy tactics, Ooh, and they terrible. make very dubious claims, really bizarre claims. Now, we've made ourselves pretty clear about how we feel about medical information, misinformation, sorry, and if you want a hotbed of bullshit claims of how to cure anything under the sun, look no further than a range of MLM products and a desperate lunatic trying to flog them by any means necessary. Yes, and look, so I think most of our listeners are across what an MLM is, but for those who are lucky enough not to, it's it is a pyramid-shaped organisation, uh, to put it nicely. It's not a pyramid scheme as such. No. As pyramid schemes don't actually sell anything, but merely involve convincing people to gamble their money and get others to do the same. The most yeah. famous of these is the airplane game, where you buy a ticket to get on the plane. And If you want more details, Google it. But basically, it's a Ponzi scheme where if you recruit people, you get some percentage of the take. So yeah. you put your money in. Often run by very, re- very serious criminals with guns, yes. Yes. Well, that's what the logical conclusion is, isn't it? Mm, that's right. Happened happen, um, happen to a mate of mine. He he went down there with his money, and uh, and he was uh, put on the plane, but just in the just uh, just with, as a passenger, and he waited yep. a few more times, and he put his money down each time, and they they, they just roll around. It's almost like a you know if they go oh and now we have the crew members, and that's when you start yep. earning money. And this guy yep. he said, oh, it's my turn to be on the crew, and the guy just walked over and just showed him the gun. Uh, in his shoulder holster and said, I don't wow. think so, mate. <laughs> that was the wow. end of that. Yeah. yeah, so essentially it's a scam. That's now, pyramid people... selling. That's technically, it is highly legal and yes. uh, you got a jar for doing it. <clears throat> yes, and so you should because it's scummy mm. shit. But people did very well this in the 80s and 90s and, uh, you know, the people at the top know that it's a scam. Yes. And the people they, you know, sort of, you know, convinced to join them, it's just rubes. It's very mm. sad. But... These things have also resurfaced recently, I found out, just doing a bit of research, yes. it's called the Loom Game. And they're doing it with kids uh, all over Instagram and social. And you've got a $100 buy-in, and it's just the same old trick. Yeah. And they're just getting a different demographic. It's yeah. insane. This fucking beer's going nuts. Yeah, so look, MLM sc- schemes or scams aren't selling hot air, aren't selling nothing, which is the, you know, the, the definitive um, pyramid scheme. But they are often doing something very similar. It's often some kind of uh, nutritional supplement like a protein shake or vitamins. Then you have skincare products and the rest. But the thing that really defines MLM products is that they are always several times the cost of an equivalent product and they always have insane claims as to what products that what these products will do. Oh, no, yeah. that vitamin C is not bioabsorbed like this one is. Mm-hmm. No, it's all just expensive piss. They know it at the top, but they peddle the lie so the sales keep rolling in. Yeah, and look, some of these products aren't completely shit, but at the end of the day, if someone has to use big words and grandiose claims to sell something, you might want to have a look and just get a second opinion <laughs> on whether the pocket-sized device will make you live forever at the low cost of a couple of grand. <laughs> but even then, it's not the shilling of products that makes MLM evil. Selling stuff is pretty normal. Mm. Having a profitable side project is not inherently bad. What makes MLM evil 
is the methods employed to perpetuate the pyramid. That's right. The tactics yeah. the company insists you use to get more recruits. The way they sell a dream, passive income, you'll never work again. <laughs> Buy your boss. You're, you're the boss. You're the boss, yeah. Be Reach your, own your potential. Boss. Buy a Lamborghini. It's all possible. <laughs> Just get people in your downline to sell some skin cream and you'll be holidaying in France by next year. Pandemic permitting. Um, but, mm. of course, it's all complete bullshit, Joel. Very few people, yep. if any, make it that far. Uh, these ruthless pricks target women looking to spend more time with their kids or those who are stuck underneath the glass ceiling with a seductive claim of being a quick millionaire. Spending yep. your days by the pool on a secluded island doing a few hours of work a day but living the absolute dream. But over 99% of people that get involved with them MLM, multi-level marketing schemes, fail. They don't include that in a sales pitch, do they? No. It kind of takes the sheen on things, doesn't it? It's all about living your best life and having a laptop lifestyle instead of being stuck in a cubicle because mm. apparently everyone that works is in a cubicle. Stuck in a like cubicle, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, that's that's because these people, like, half of them probably never had a job anyway. Like, this is their idea of normal work. But... The, like, the appeal of setting your own hours and working from home has been a real lure to people over the years, especially ones who are trying to build a family and, you know, yeah. fighting the never-ending uh, list of demands the economy makes upon us. So yes. it's like, you know, it's kind of reasonable. But that appeal has probably dwindled a little bit since COVID has reminded us that offices are pointless. And, you know, if you're going to just sit at your desk all day, you can do it at home. <laughs> so bless the plague for that. But this is a digression because the issue here is that MLM shysters will sell you the dream. The dream of a lifestyle that doesn't actually exist. It doesn't exist. The reality is that you are going to try desperately to sell overpriced shit to your friends yep. and family. And failing that, you are going to try to sell them the dream. With uh, multi-level marketing, the real money is getting others on board. There's your pyramid. And while you can do okay by selling a few products to a few mates, there's no Lamborghini in flogging skincare products at a 30% markup and getting others to join the business. Well, that's really some dirty business right there. Yeah, well, some of our listeners will have seen or experienced this. Um, they call them Hunbots on the internet, which is actually quite a funny term and very loaded. If you look it up, there's some pretty funny stuff, uh, lots of anti-MLM groups, but it's a message from an old friend out of the blue asking how you are. Oh, you His go. friend's doing really well. They're kicking goals. They just started their own business. They're on top of the world. <laughs> they sell their life with a social media profile full of amazing times, fine dining, holidays, and this bullshit sense of freedom. And it's all thanks to their new business, the MLM. Yeah. But it's not and a business. It's a job. Yeah, that's the stick, isn't it? They're just reciting a, a, a stick that they've been given. Yeah, it's basically a script. And, you know, it's it's a script that's been very well considered over time to suck people in and it has no issue with the truth. It's just not, not an issue. But, you see, essentially you're working for a company, you have a manager, your upline manages you, and then you have a boss, which is the MLM company. And they can, like, they can decide what level of salesperson you are, yeah. which is, you know, the more the order, the higher the level, the bigger the margins, the stronger the praise you get. You get a big pat on the back if you get do well at this game, which some people really need. You know, a lot of people don't get a lot of positive reinforcement, and MLM firms are all about positive reinforcement, even yeah. if it's just a scripted email saying, well done for selling thousands of products. But the thing is, <laughs> just because you're ordering a shitload of stock doesn't mean you're doing well. A lot of people wind up ordering tons of crap, some of which have expiry dates, in order yes. to maintain a level in the company, especially if there's a... Uh, you know, like there's a social sort of uh, thing with that you're doing with your friends and you say, oh, well, I'm a diamond executive. Well, you've got to keep that shit up. 
which if you're yeah. selling, you're storing. It's not just one and off. So there's a no. lot of garages full of a lot of, of, a lot of shit. Um, yeah. that, 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 yeah. that people have just had to store there and have really no prospect of selling and after a while goes out of date anyway and has to go down the tip. Yep. Apparently there is a huge subculture of MLM clearance sales where people who are just basically on the verge of financial ruin <laughs> who bought up all this shit in order to get some sort of special or some sort of thing they got sucked into by the firm mm. and they wind up in thousands of dollars of debt with a garage yeah. full of trash. Yeah, that's right. And multi-level marketing firms seem to have two targets, people that need money, and that's almost everyone, and well, women, yeah. vulnerable people who need to just get ahead to relieve some pressure on their you know, household budgets. The people yeah. that can afford the least to have a garage full of worthless shit and $15,000 in high-interest credit card debt. Mm-hmm. MLM firms rely on the sunken cost fallacy, which is where mm-hmm. someone has put up a bunch of time and money into something. And as it fails, inevitably in the case of an MLM venture, they double down to attempt to recoup their, recoup their investment. But this, of course, just incurs more debt and more misery as they not only rack up stressful debts, but they also come to the realisation that the dream is never going to come true. There is yeah. no Lamborghini in the garage. There's just Ooh, shit. Just they a were whole bunch women of And all those fanciful <laughs> plants they made are total horseshit. It's amplified by people that make huge life choices in order to facilitate this lifestyle change and increased income. People's lives are ruined by MLMs and the people that run them are all too aware of this, and yet they continue to pull people in to their failure factories just to make a buck off people that can't afford it. The more you look at it, the more you really dislike the people that run these companies. Yeah, there, there is a very special place in the shunting yards for the executives of MLM firms. Mm. They're trapping people into the dream is only the start. These fuckers want to keep them in, and one, day, one way to do that is, surprise, surprise, cult tactics. Yeah. MLMs will hold conferences where they promise to help their members make that money, bridge that gap, and see the dream come to life. Yes. Most people who attend these things, because unsurprisingly, they're failing miserable in this business venture, Can't and they're looking done. for some kind of edge yeah. to get that new life they were promised. You know, they just need to try a bit harder. What they get is a huge flashy show by a charismatic cult leader and a bunch of consultants that use sketchy NLP tactics and a set of techniques to convince people that if they aren't successful in the venture, they're not trying hard enough. It's not a training weekend. It's indoctrination. One of the most cult-like techniques they use is to insist that any friends and family that try to dissuade you from pursuing your new MLM venture, cut them from your life. It's textbook cult cult shit. right there. They'll call them Mm. haters, label them as jealous, and they label them as a thing. I fucking hate this term so much. Dream stealers. A dream stealer is someone Uh. who wants you to fail. Basically, they might be someone very close to you, oh, but they're God. motivated by jealousy and you must cut them out of your life. You don't need haters. Like, this is yeah. just beyond the fucking pale. And this is not classic, like, you know. Classic cult behavior. Classic and cult behavior. And this comes yeah. from the top. This is in like training manuals and shit. Like, you know, the videos they have, mm. they have, like, you know, it's just, it's despicable. So essentially, yeah. like, imagine thinking that hawking skincare creams was more important to, than your fa- friends and family. But they pump people full yes. of this bizarre hopium and turn them into friendless sales zombies. And when it all comes crashing down, just like the QAnon that told their families to fuck off in wait for the Great Awakening, they'll come back with their <laughs> towels between their legs and ask for forgiveness and probably some help paying down their debts. I mean, that's pretty fucking sad. 
Uh, and speaking of QAnon, we had the curious case of Pete Evans being dropped by Duterra, the essential uh, oils MLM, uh, due to his Nazi uh, leanings. And while it's not exactly headline news that companies that used Evans as an ambassador were dropping him like hotcakes, this one did a huge backflip once they realised how completely pilled their members were. Mm-hmm. The Duterra backflip came very quickly as their Facebook page was full of angry, pilled idiots that were cancelling their memberships to support Pete. Duterra yeah. made the same, that made the innocent mistake of assuming that their clientele drew the line at supporting neo-Nazis and were wildly mistaken. And this leads <laughs> me to believe that the incidence of pilled lunatics in the MLM scene must be huge. And it makes sense. There's a certain gullibility in joining an MLM. And this isn't to insult anyone who has dipped their toe in the pond. I, I know people have joined up and given it a crack. We're good people. But let's face it, get-rich-quick schemes are built on the power of suggestion and are, and uh, those who fall from are gullible rubes. And so, yeah. of course, it's, you know, QAnon. We're talking cults yeah. here. Yeah, there's massive crossover there. Like when it comes to the kind of susceptible person, the kind of person who will believe anecdotal claims on face value because they sound compelling. Mm. Um, you know, they'll believe yeah. something because it's on a picture of a puppy dog. You yeah. know, these are the sort of people that are primed for MLMs. And, of course, as we were saying earlier, those who are a bit vulnerable That's and right. feeling like, you know, maybe it's their chance to get ahead. Uh, the kind of people who have all sorts of issues and, in their and, lives. And, and, and this just, just, them. just extend that. I mean, if you believe the MLM pitch, you'll pretty much believe anything, right? Yeah. So this is why we're talking about gullible people and how gullible people can, can quickly get into lifestyle choices that are much, much worse. You know, yeah. if you're an MLM rube, it's no great leap, leap to, to start thinking that, you know, the world really is run by a cabal of Jewish bankers, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, of course, once the MLM cleans you out, then, of course you know, you need something to blame and you can't blame yourself. Mm. That just makes you, your head spin. Mm. So, Kabbalah yeah, Jewish yeah. bankers, <laughs> you know. It's looking pretty convincing yeah. to me. Yeah, there yep. you go. And there's also, like, there's a huge religious crossover, mostly yes. in the States, but like um, there's MLMs in the States. There's one called 31. Yes. It flogs handbags and purses and all these sort of Bible-inspired products. It's hugely based around faith. This is the thing where like, you know, they'll take fucking anything to get an edge on you. And... While having, a, you know, like a 31 uh, MLM in your church where you, you buy and sell a few handbags and things like that, like I say, it's really not a big deal. If you're just yeah. doing a little bit of this, just a bit of cash on the side, a bit of fun. But I was listening to a podcast, The Dream, and they have a 31 uh, person, an ex-31 person on there, and she works very, very hard for very little return. And mm. it's I think it stops being fun after a while. And... These things don't need, like they've got the, the dildo parties, right? Sex yes. toys. And it's like a Tupperware party with sex toys. And sex toys, you've got to go to skeevy places to buy them or you buy them online and they come in nondescript boxes. Yeah, and it's all yeah. a bit of a sort of dry thing. The girls get together, they have a few wines, they you know they can they can look at the, the, the toys and have a bit of a laugh. And at the end of the day, feel quite open about saying, I'll have one of those, please. They're a bit expensive, but sex toys are expensive. I mean, that's just the way things that's are. Right. I don't think I've never, you know, my experience of of that sort of operation is you're not paying over the odds. You're not paying. Not really, over, no. Yeah, you're and not no paying one's huge markets. These dream. things tend to be expensive, as you say, and at least you're buying them with some sort of sense of personal connection rather than yeah. ordering them from a you know Chinese online company. You know? And it's wholesome. Like, yeah, that's the thing. And, like, look, if you went to one of these parties and you thought, oh, I could give this a crack, 
Okay, there is an upline and there's a downline and your mate will make some money off your sales and that's the whole pyramid scheme thing. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's something that you can do enjoyably. And, you know, it's not the same kind of thing with like the Herbalife's and these American companies that just absolutely just pump people with this sort of yeah. bullshit false hope and then take as much money from them as possible. It's yeah. just morally And, and, and the, religious, the religious link is a really practical one too because they know that these people will be attending church where they are pre-pandemic and a lot during pandemic, nevertheless, yeah. are still you know filled rooms of potential customers. Yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic angle. Like, I mean, mm. you know, it's that sort of like, you know, Steve Martin in, the, in Leap of Faith. Yes. Uh, you know, you, yeah. you can make a good buck out of religion yeah. if you uh, if you just want to, uh, you know, well, make it, people work for it. it you know, every, you know the, the Pentecostal movement uh, in the in the United States is all about that. You know, making yeah. making as much money as you can. You know, if you're a leader, yeah. if you're just sitting in the pews or watching online, you're you're forking out money. So it's, yeah. there are some similarities there, but yeah, that that's the reason they're saying. Well, we know that you're going to sit in a church with a hundred or a thousand people sometimes, and that you can go and grift them. Yeah, it's a it's a fertile market, and the thing like thirty one is actually run by a woman. But when I googled several of these MLM companies, unsurprisingly, it's men at the top. Yeah, it's men at the top Almost targeting women, mm. and it's that thing of um, you know, it's just got that like, can we stop? Like, you know, I'm not going to go sort of full feminist on this one. All I can say is, can we just stop harming women? And like finding new and innovative ways to just screw women over, we could probably ditch this one. And yeah. I think yeah. there is something uniquely male about cult tactics. Leaving leaving them in a, in a world of, of unmanageable debt. Um, yeah, and uh, selling them a dream <laughs> that'll never come true. Yeah, exactly right. You know, fully using the glass ceiling against them to then call them boss babes and fucking you know give them this sort of weird fake encouragement to do something that is inevitably going to harm themselves and their families. Like, fuck that. Yeah. And and, and there's there's really a a strong crossover, isn't there, you know, in the wellness sort of industry here? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Uh, And And that ends up being Q as well. Yeah. Oh, they get, yeah, you can, you can end up in Q very, very easily from, 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 from getting into that moment. But yeah, Yeah, here's the the idea that, if you are ill, if you're not feeling 100%, you know, whatever, if you want to improve your health and well-being, yeah. you know, hook up to this. And that's another sort of terrible exploitation of people. And uh, there's often an angle of like, what are you doing wrong sort of thing. If you're sick, you've done something wrong. That's a big wellness trait that's really been amplified yeah, recently. Yeah. It's that thing of like, if you got COVID, well, are you eating badly? No, I caught a bus with a sick person, you fucking <laughs> gronk. But, like, that's the thing. You know, like, at these rallies, they've got all these signs saying, you know, our immune system is built to do this. You know, Pete Evans there saying food is medicine. I mean, look, if you have a good diet, you're probably going to get sick less. You're probably not going to die as young. That's it's pretty not, obvious stuff. It's not quite how infectious diseases it's spread, by the, the way. Same, I mean, yeah. it, 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 you, can eat, just, you can eat caviar on those little those little toast triangles all your fucking life, but it's not going to prevent you from getting an infection no. if someone is infectious and you come in contact with that person. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, and we know with one, COVID, don't get coughed on. If you do have some underlying health issues, you, you are more vulnerable, but but sure. just more vulnerable, not 
absolutely vulnerable, while others aren't. Yeah, and this is and this this, again when we get into this multi-level marketing stuff. If you're if you've used Facebook or social media somehow to inform people, your friends and your family that you're suffering from an illness. You'll yeah. find that you know some of these grifters will will latch onto this and start pumping people who are unwell, who are going vulnerable. through uh, really horrible treatments um, to become better, to become well, and they're getting hammered by some fuckwit flogging flogging wellness shit. Yeah, that's really that you know that that leads back to our medical misinformation episode mm. where. You've got people making these absurd claims and it's almost a bit like the MLM made me do it. You know, like this is what they encourage basically to sell your shit at any, uh, you know, uh, by any means. By any means. And, and, and she, to, yeah, she, I mean, look, if, you, if you've got a garage full of this shit and you come across a mate who's saying, look, I've just been diagnosed with cancer and then you decide, oh, well, I'm going to hit that guy up because he might want to use some of my wellness shit that I can't flog. Yep. And yep. and apply all that sort of guilt on that person. I mean, what sort of fucking ethical fucking vortex would you have to be living in to even yep. consider doing it's, something yep. like that? And when you are desperate and when you're on the sort of bottom level of this pyramid, you'll do those sorts of things. And it's fucking yeah. hideous. It is. And it's not necessarily bad people doing it in a lot of ways. It's people who have been basically driven toward this point mm. and it becomes normalised. It's, uh, you know, these are the sort of things that they, they discuss with each other. Oh, you know, if you, and they, they put it in nicer terms. They'd say things like, you know, because they think they're doing their made a favour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the crazy thing is, and this is something I've heard, you know, by researching this episode, and you see a lot of chat logs online, uh, so much anti-MLM material on the internet, it is a hotbed of it. And people who basically say not only, and this is where it goes back to the last episode, the episode of medical misinformation, not only will this, you know, Herbalife shake, uh, you know, sort of cure your cancer or whatever, but you shouldn't do chemo. Yes, but we've seen shake. that. We've seen that, you know, medical Just misinformation episode and, and, and yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't use this, you know, eat these whole grain foods and all this sort of bullshit, right? Goji berries and shit. Yeah, if anyone, yeah. anyone actually tells you to discontinue your chemotherapy, you dr- you put the phone down on that, on that fucker's, in that fucker's ear straight away. I mean, yeah. because these people... And whether they're nice people have been duped or whether they're rubes have just been dragged around by the nose by forces beyond their control. I mean, what they've already taken that leap to say, well, we will treat our friends as commodities, as markets. Yeah, yeah they do. And that's sad. That's the, the, the ultimate thing about this is that it's just sad. You've got these friendships, relationships, families uh that are just nothing but like marks and mm. the sort of the sort of tactics used the sort of manipulation that sort of like you know oh you know if you really love me you'd buy a starter pack there's all sorts of shit going on and at the end of the day it's not even like you know it's not even the person they're they're not their own boss they are being manipulated by a larger organization that is using them for a profit so at the end of the day Molly i would little, say What it does is take your relationships that you've nurtured, relationships that you've valued, 
and turn them into markets, into yeah. money makers. It's just about the most disgraceful thing I can think of. Joel, give me some names, give me some addresses and a rundown of their usual movements and we'll get on. They are scumbags and shitheels. Yes, I'm not one for vigilante justice, but uh, there's always an exception to the rule. Frontier justice, I can't see any problem with it, although uh, I don't encourage it. No, no, God forbid, no, no. We, we love you, just like Trump. Uh, but uh, look, speaking of Trump, if there's one man always looking for a business opportunity, it's our dear friend Eric, Eric Trump. But Eric. the problem with him is that whenever he sees a sign that says, earn big money, work from home, <laughs> he never really knows where home is. He's a little bit transient or mm, just sort of confused. But he needs to earn his keep because his dad's about to get cleaned out and his allowance is on the line. Will he be okay? Maybe. No, of course he will be. Our Eric bounces back like a like ah uh, no, like, like a like a bastard, bastard on Father's Day. Terrific Eric Trump news this week, Joe. Eric mm. Trump has got a job. That's right. Oh. Eric Trump, the good looking boy, was gainfully unemployed for the best part of four decades, eating a living out of sales of Trump wine, six pack of uh, Trump purple piss for 1280 packaging and handling extra. Mm. Eric has got himself a job all on his own. Eric, who is a good-looking boy, besides that nasty case of tonsillitis he's got, a lot of fleas have laid uh, their eggs subcutaneously on his face. It's very red, looks very sore, and is incredibly infectious. But undeterred by the hideous facial scarring, Eric has shown the sort of gumption, the sort of get-up-and-go, real initiative. The Americans call it moxie. The kind of moxie that once saw Eric pinch a bit of cash from a charity for bludging kids who sit around on their asses. With their hands out, looking for free money, just because they got a bit of cancer. Yeah. According to the Post Star, very fine newspaper in the great state of Texas, who managed to get the print despite the power blackouts this week, reported, and I quote: "Eric Trump, the son of former President Donald Trump, was in Lake Placid with his family last weekend to officiate the wedding of two Trump Organization employees at the Whiteface Lodge Hotel in Lake Placid." Giovanna Parolo and Mark Mike Vergara were married Saturday with Eric Trump at the altar. And I know our listeners will join us in wishing the happy couple all the very best. I know you've got a, a little lady in your life, Joel, and things are going very well there. Not for me to interfere, of course, but all I'm saying is what better way of saying I do than saying I do in front of Eric, who's clutching a Bible he hasn't read. Of yeah. course, we all know where this is going. And to be frank, and I want to be serious for a moment, uh, there isn't a whole lot of marital bliss between Milani and the great orange one, and this has led to ugly speculation of divorce. We all know it's only a matter of time before the Donald gives Milani the flick or vice versa. Sad news, terrible news, and all too common in this day and age. But ultimately, love must win out, and so when the Donald remarries, he is going to have to scale down a bit this time. I'm thinking possibly the... A hustler home girl of 1996, a lovely lady with a heart of gold who lives in a trailer park outside Trentwood, Ohio, a Trump state, by the way. Just imagine when the Donald and his new bell walk down the aisle, only to see Eric peering over the Bible he hasn't read, saying, well, we all know what he'd say. Love you, Love Dad. Love you, Dad. <laughs> oh, what a scene. Not a dry yeah. trouser in the place. Viva l'amour, viva Eric. 
Oh, but we can't stay fixated on Eric and romance and all the beauty in this world because it's actually a big, horrible world, a vicious world yeah. that takes no prisoners and routinely kicks the shit out of the righteous, the well-meaning, a world that undervalues destructive narcissism. And that's oh. right. It's the week in Pete Evans. It has been a huge week in Pete huge. Evans. One of the biggest. Because it started off with a real fucking bang. It finally happened. Pete got banned from Instagram. Yes, yes. It's about time too. He's joined the ranks of RFK Jr. in the dustbin of mainstream social media history. His account is now mere space dust and it is for the betterment of the story. The world. I mean, nothing of value was lost. So, in a very mopey post on Telegram, oh, Pete explains, "Oh, my close to three hundred thousand person account sad. on Instagram just gone because sad. I reposted the story from Project Veritas on Mark Zuckerberg about DNA and mRNA vaccine information." Just because of all those lies that I spread. Yeah. Oh yeah, just because I'm a fucking half wit, two bit cult leader. So basically, Pete got in trouble for spreading misinformation again, which actually comes as a little bit of a surprise. As you see, over the past little while, especially since the Facebook ban, Pete's mm. been playing it very safe on Instagram. Yes. He actually really seems to quite like his Instagram, and he's probably quite sad about this going. Oh, he's so been he's been playing sad. it really safe. And while on his Telegram chat, it's a cesspool of conspiracy theories, transphobic commentary, and blatant disinformation, his Insta was mostly just salads, crap about his podcast and wildly out of context headlines from mainstream media articles yes, basically spreading bit, anti-vax yeah. propaganda it's such bullshit oh, just like the one about South Africa anyway no, that's for another yeah, I, know. I thought I this know. ban was never going to happen though because he was he was playing it really safe I, I was this weird sort of thing of like Pete are you smart now like he's, are you actually yeah, savvy it's, no it's he's a not real it's a real well blow. you know if you know Pete you know he can't fucking help himself so now his final mainstream platform is gone. His parlor account has about 14 people following and no parlies because parlor sucks and no one cares about it. They're about to try and like, yeah, well, they're trying desperately to get him to join Gab, which is known as being a hotbed of extremist behavior and basically where Nazis hang out. So I guess he'd feel pretty at home there. Oh, I feel, but, yeah, feel comfortable there, yeah. Yeah, you know, get a, get a bit of encouragement. The real history of Germany, ah, oh, these guys have read the history books. So that wasn't all, <laughs> folks. We were graced with a rare public appearance by Pete to kick off his political oh, campaign. And no better place to do it than the rally against mandatory COVID vaccination, which isn't mandatory. Not mandatory. No plan not to mandatory. Make it so. It's not. It's not. It's not. So your rally doesn't exist. You've actually already won. Like, well done, guys. Pack it up. We we beat it. You're arguing over something that is that is not happening, uh, and is not not going to happen. It's frankly embarrassing. So in a speech that has been described as bizarre, mm. he mumbled through one of the most uninspiring 90-odd <laughs> seconds of political speech in history. It's unbelievably bad. Yeah, oh, shit. And I'm not just saying this. It was really, really bad. Awful. This isn't just like, oh, let's lampoon Pete. This was shit. I was expecting so much more. I'm actually a little bit disappointed in him. Like, you know, yeah, like I was like, it was disappointed a, it was dad. It was a really piecework effort. Yeah. So bad. So before and after him, we had vibrant idiots yelling complete nonsense and misinformation there and being met with screams and applause. And Pete just sort of came out without any shoes on, did this like <laughs> elevator pitch, bumbled through a few half-baked thoughts and then just left. Like it was <laughs> shit. 
The biggest cheers he got was essentially the start and the finish, uh, the easy ones. And he yes. claimed that he was invited He's to be invited. a New South Wales senator. He's oh, been just invited. A, just a casual invite in the mail. Don't you, forget you, you what, mentioned. What did he get it on an email or will they send a car around? What, what, what happens there when I you're like invited to, think, like in to person, become a New South Wales senator? Like a subpoena. If someone delivers it to you, that's really, really nice. He really doesn't understand, understand politics, does he? No. So... He may need to get elected first unless something changes <laughs> dramatically. and he's have to be elected first, yes. You think so? But he's a bit of a fascist, so you never know. Maybe things mm. have changed. But mm. he says he's going to speak the truth, which is actually his truth, because apparently everyone has their own truth, which uh. is lovely. And then he claims he doesn't have the answers. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't have, have any answers. answers. He doesn't have any answers. And paraphrase the next bit, uh, he knows fuck all about politics, but will do his <laughs> darndest best when he's there. It's an extraordinary it's, political pitch, isn't it? I don't it have really any is. answers, and I really don't know what I'm doing here. Yes, but I'll try. But I'll try and turn up. And they're like, oh, uh, look, if you get me maybe 30% of the time, you know, I'll, I'll be absent maybe 70%. <laughs> probably I'll, for I'll, the best. I promise I'll turn up a bit. The less time he spends in Canberra, the fucking better. So he's super confident he's going to get in, and I think he really does believe that he's going to get up. Like He does this reluctantly, though, because apparently he begged people to do this instead of him, which yeah. is just complete horseshit. Nice. Destiny has been thrust upon him. Yeah. Exactly. It's like Bitcoin. It's like Parliament has called him. And, you know, it's, it's a law of attraction <laughs> they've, thing. They've invited him. Yeah, exactly. He's been invited. And then, like, when he does lose, like, it's going to be, like, some sort of corruption thing. Oh, there's electoral fraud. Dominion, we're counting the vote. Ah. <laughs> yeah, he's going to That's not going to work. But, yes, yeah, it's just a lovely sales pitch. I don't have any answers. And no, uh, I'm not And I'm not very good at politics. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes his weird handbrake turn and does get like, the biggest cheer, actually, when he says that the mm. media is bad, uh, which Ooh, is. Oh, they're terrible. I so bad, the media. Oh, they are the blurst. So that was really insightful. And as a part of the media, um, uh, he's actually was on a cooking show on Channel 7, apparently for two decades. I don't know how yeah. long his run was, but uh, God, That's two decades? That's where he got all his money from, the media. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, they, what, without they that, bankrolled him. He'd be, he'd be dodging his creditors in one of his various unsuccessful restaurants. Yes, yes, he would be uh, basically making pizza that fucking dominoes. But <laughs> he claims that he got he tried the to get the media, media the powerful media, uh. which is what like the producers of his cooking show, to do the right thing, <laughs> which is textbook vague language from Pete. What's the right thing, Pete? Nightly he updates on Q drops in the any, news. He doesn't have any answers. Oh, he doesn't have any answers. Maybe a public health announcement section uh, from RFK Junior. A daily update on which which vaccines are fucking killing us. So I just oh, shudder to think what the right thing the media should do <laughs> in his head. And just like the fact that he had to Google neo-Nazis, I think he might just be making this up as he goes. Yeah, so yeah get that feeling. He also tied his campaign to Indigenous affairs. Oh, uh, my God. Oh yeah, my claiming God. he met with elders in some sort of thing and that they have the key to our future, <sighs> nice and vague. Um, he called them the tribal people, which, I don't know, is that PC? But... What it sounds like is it sounds like a nod to the OSTF, the Original Sovereign Tribal Federation, which is essentially a subset group run by a bloke named Mark McMurtry, who is aligned with the GAP because they're both subset groups. And Pete is about to make the OSTF all about uh, him because that's what he does. You might think uh, Indigenous Affairs policy is a bit of a disaster, but I guarantee you it could get a lot worse very, very quickly if oh, yeah. Pete Evans ever had any sort of involvement in it. Um, yeah. But, yes, just uh, just please stay away from that, Pete. I mean, yeah, it's just, just something that, you know, you really shouldn't be going anywhere near. 
Yeah, it's just, look, you don't have the answers. Just fucking leave it. He, does, so, he doesn't have any answers. <laughs> uh, no point. So in wrapping it up, he claims he's a big fan of modern medicine, which felt like a total sellout moment. Mm. You're at a fucking anti-vax rally. No one wants to hear crowd. that. Yeah. It's meant to be like a vox pop that like, it's carried by the, like, the, the mainstream media. They're not leading with that. They're leading with the fact that you don't have answers and you suck at speaking. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm pretty uh, honest, like, and I don't have any answers. Yeah, but I love modern medicine. Do you, champion? Uh, it seems like you don't. Yeah. So, but he also said that he loves ancient wisdom and natural therapies. Um, cool. Uh, same. Uh, great. So the thing is, Pete, nobody actually gives a fuck about this because you're not going into Parliament to just instantly become the health minister. <laughs> if you got up and you won't, people are going to avoid you as much as possible, give you as few responsibilities as they possibly can. You're just dangerous and annoying. Even if he does accept the invitation uh, and, and there's a seat made nice and tidy that probably steam cleaned it and uh, made it available to him in the Senate, yes, it's uh, bound that they'll keep his, keep his load on policy fairly light. Yes, I, think that's, I would imagine so, because he doesn't have the answers. And he, he has, wasn't even the headliner he, of the event. He is, he is admitted publicly now that he doesn't have any answers. What a fucking train wreck. Uh, and you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. We set up a Facebook page. You can find fairly easily. But this is the call to action. We've been doing this recently because we are desperate for more ears. Promoting a podcast is easier said than done. Whenever you post your podcast on a page, people think you're just a twat. It's just a thing. Like It's just shameless self-promotion yeah. covered it, in so much shame. Mm. Do it for us. Yes, Share our episodes. If you see yes, a thread that is screaming for a sub-sit link, just chuck a link in there. Chuck it in the comments. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if you're just trying to invite us to a party, the best party ever. No, we can't tell you why or what it's no. about, but please turn up. It'll be great. Please, please come. Bring your checkbook. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, listeners. <laughs> see you next week. week.